And welcome everyone to the Omi D and Fish Show. I am Rodney Fisher, otherwise known as Fish. And of course, joining me for this new episode, episode, I don't know what, I don't know what episode we're on. We're on episode many. And oh, I think. coming to you guys live from the south side of the Trinity River, the man who has, uh, all kinds of sports opinions, but always controversial, always what he wanted to say. But always very entertaining. That's none other than Mr. Omi D. Thank you, thank you. I got my San Pellegrino, as some people like to call it, my bougie water. But hey, I'm ready to talk some sports tonight. It's been an interesting past seven days since we talked last week. Uh, lots of great things happened. My Broncos <laughs> continued to win. The Cowboys won. They won a game. They won a game. They won a game. They, they, their division standing is pretty strong right now. Yeah. In the division, their regular record is pretty weak, like another division. We'll talk about that in the NFL, but, uh, Mavs rolling, Warriors still rolling. Yeah. It's a lot to talk about. I mean, it's tons, you know, and Cowboys did win. Everyone, everybody knows I'm a Cowboy fan. So I, I have some strong opinions about that. Your Broncos won. I know you got strong opinions about that. We got NFL talk. We got. NBA talk. We got to talk about LeBron, his new deal. So we got a lot to go go over. But first and foremost, your nickname, of course, is Mr. Tailgate State. You know everything about college football. We talk a lot of college football. We had a huge debate about this last uh, last couple of shows. But now it seems like everything is pretty much set in stone. The top four teams are named. The college fight play, uh, football playoff is set completely. And the same four teams that we're in last week are in this week. So after everything happened and everybody won, it was supposed to win this weekend and everything went according to plan. I must ask you, because mm-hmm. you had strong opinions about this. If you feel like that after everything is done, the week, that weekend's over, championship weekend is over. Did this committee really get this right? I'm going to say yes. The committee got it right. I think they picked. Some quality teams, teams with good records, they did have to come down to looking at whose overall record was better and and such. But um, with Oklahoma sliding down a position to mm-hmm. four, mm-hmm. you know, it still raises that typical question like does the Big 12 really and truly need a championship game? Well, they're the only team, though, that did not play a game this past weekend. In that particular bunch or, or group of group of teams, and you're right, there was no champ, championship, so to speak. But you, anyone anyone can tell you, and you know this, you said it yourself that that game with Oklahoma State was the Big Twelve. Championship. That was the Big Twelve championship. Now, here's what I don't like about pollsters: they're getting in there and they're giving people, they're just taking away credit from the Big Twelve teams because we don't play a bowl game. I say we because I'm down in the Big Twelve region, mm-hmm. but. SEC teams play a, a bowl game. Florida played against um, that team I don't like, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Michigan played against Iowa. Great game. Clemson played against North Carolina. Great mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. So it, you asked this question. We want a playoff system Correct. that truly defines a champion. Correct. Now we have teams on the outside looking in that are still um, one-loss teams, mm-hmm. you know, but based on schedule, which I've already offered to the college football playoffs system. Was it Larry Culpepper with Dr. Pepper? <laughs> we need to work together. Right. I love what you've created, Larry, right. with, your, right. with your, your college football playoff system, but right. we need to expand it 
uh, a wee bit more and maybe have added maybe six teams. Okay, if there were six teams in this college football playoff system right now. Yeah. We know the four teams that are already in there. What what are the other two teams that you would put in into your six-game playoff system? I'm going to have to throw U of H in there. Wow. As a, as a, as you, a, you would put U of H as one of the top six teams I would. in the country. I would put U of H as one of wow. the top six teams in the country along with uh, – I'd have to say Iowa, mm. yeah, and and leave Ohio State on the outskirts because I'm really starting to have, and the more and more I think about this, and we're going to go right back into this with this scheduling that these college teams, you're allowed to make your own schedule. So you get to pick the teams that you want to play True. along with the teams in your conference. Right. So there's a lot of teams in these conferences that are weak. Like, mm-hmm. let's look at the SEC East. Okay. It took me a minute, and I was like, who does Florida play right. in the SEC East? Right. You know, and I was just like. Well, e- even more importantly, who did Alabama play? I mean, they're the who, ones in the in the know, college football playoff. They completely beat up on each other right. all the time, as I've said before. And then when they get put into a different position to where they have to play other schools and other conferences, what do you have? Like, they, they get completely blown out. And I'm looking right now because this was a good question. Like, I'm trying to figure out who Florida plays. Let's look at some of the teams in the SEC. We've got Alabama, Arkansas, mm-hmm. Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, LSU, Mississippi State, Missouri, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt. All right. In the beginning of the season, Alabama was ranked. Auburn was ranked. Florida was ranked. LSU was ranked. Mississippi State was ranked. Missouri was ranked. Ole Miss was ranked. South Carolina was ranked. Right. Texas A&M was ranked. Right. Almost 75% of the SEC conference was ranked teams. Right. There's this huge, and I want to say a conspiracy, that the SEC is this conference that is just full of power teams. Now, let me tell you where I'm going with this. Now, these guys spend the whole year, and they just make this big media push we beat up on each other. We're the toughest teams in the right, conference. We right. beat up on each other all the time, and it's tough for us to make it out of our division, mm-hmm. our little conference. Whoa, that's cool. I'm pretty sure that Alcorn State found it pretty tough to make it through their conference to win the SWAC championship. Mm-hmm. You know, But nobody wants to really give these other conferences any weight. But I think you're going to have something, and I'm, you know me, I'm the underdog. I like to pick the underdog, especially mm-hmm. in college football games. But I think you're going to see a, a scrappy University of Houston Cougar team topple Florida State in the Georgia yeah, that'll be, Peach that, Bowl. That'll be big. That is huge. That'll be big. The thing is, you're not giving these teams because they come from the uh, American Conference or Mountain West Conference mm-hmm. or or – uh, 7-Eleven conference <laughs> that these teams aren't good. Now let's look at the the narrative that happened all year with uh the Iowa. Mm-hmm. You know, oh Iowa, there's no way that Michigan State is going to lose this game. There's no way that Michigan State is they're going to blow Iowa out. Iowa hasn't played anybody. Mm-hmm. That was a nail scratcher to the oh, end. Yeah, to the end to the to very the end. end. That Iowa defense. Coaching situations, what I've called timeouts in certain situations, what I've left. Uh, certain things up to certain people at certain times. I don't know. I can't say I'm not a coach. I didn't play with the defense all year, but it was better than people 
let their schedule project. But what that's why I say, you know, it, you talk about Iowa in my six teams. If 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 the six game system, your system was adopted, my six teams would include Iowa at five. Mm-hmm. But at six, Ohio State. Why? Now, I don't know how you put Stanford ahead of Ohio State right now. Based on what this committee says, if they did the six game system, they would have Stanford and Iowa in there. How does, how does Stanford with two losses skip over Ohio State who had one loss at the end of the game to a Michigan State team? One of, one of the four best teams in the country, I might add, a late season loss at that. You know, so, so, I don't know how I don't know how Ohio State ended up being below Stanford, but I'm gonna tell you how. I don't get that. I'm gonna tell you how. It's who they played in the Big Ten conference. They played the same teams that Michigan State played, but then it's the Pac-12 and they beat the same schedule. Teams. It's the Pac-12 schedule, and then it's when you lose. It's when you lose. Look at when Alabama lost. If Alabama would have lost to Auburn. They've yeah, been out. Think so. They've been out. They lost early. It's right. always great in this system to, to lose, lose early. early. Yeah. Look at Oklahoma. They lost early in a bowl, uh, a rivalry game. Right. And that didn't really hurt them that much. And it was a bad loss. It was to a bad, a bad loss team to a ba- terrible team, terrible mm. Texas team. But they fought back. They've shown some resilience. They've done some humongous victories. Over some teams, and I don't see Alabama pulling off those kinds of wins. Granted, they've got probably the best running back in college football right now. Mm-hmm. You know that guy's a—he's a million dollar, multi-million dollar running back mm-hmm. waiting to go to the league. I just feel like there's maybe a couple Heisman. of these, yeah, uh, maybe Heisman. He's up there. We've got three great candidates for Heisman, and I, I'm pulling for Ed McCaffrey's son. But you know, that's that's a Broncos <laughs> thing. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, you know, I just feel like the defense. Michigan State's defense is going to be able to hold up against Alabama. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, Oklahoma's definitely not going to let Alabama beat them. Because let's look at it. Honestly, last two seasons, last two bowl seasons, Alabama has not posted a win. Right. They've not posted well, a win. The- and this is a good fact. So if you want to go ahead and put your bets down, Alabama is 3-4 and four in the Cotton Bowl. Mm. So, you know, they're not. their record is not too shiny in the Cotton Bowl right well, now. It- you mentioned the matchup of Michigan State and Alabama, the matchup of Clemson and Oklahoma in 2014. Clemson clobbered Oklahoma 40 to 6 in the athletic, Russell Athletic Bowl. So, but there's a difference this year. Mm. There's a Baker Mayfield. So, so my question to you to, you know, talk more, finish this kind of off is, you know, of these teams, these four teams that you see, who has the toughest road to get that national championship trophy? Oklahoma. Then they got the toughest road. They're going to play Clemson, and then they play the winner of. I'm going to say Oklahoma. Oklahoma, when you're in the fourth spot, you are seen as the weaker team because you didn't play a championship game. Mm-hmm. They have, to me, they have the biggest chip on their shoulder. Not only that you got moved down, you almost didn't make it simply because you didn't play a championship game. They thought you were not good enough. They think you're not good enough because you didn't play a game against who would have won the Big 12 North. Kansas State, maybe? <laughs> West Virginia? Ooh, big competition. We route West Virginia by 65 points. Right. Oklahoma routes them by 65 points. So do they move up to number three? 
or does Michigan State get number three? Mm-hmm. You know, it. And then there was a talk that why Michigan State be the undefeated team? They they should probably be at number three. And that's what they said. Their strength of schedule and what it is. I don't have a problem with Michigan State. I don't really have a problem with the seating. I think it's fine. I think they didn't want to risk a chance of Alabama getting put out early again. Mm-hmm. Because of viewing well, that's numbers. A, that's a tough game. I mean, it, it's obvious. You're right. It's obvious that they want an Alabama-Oklahoma matchup. Oh, yeah. I think between those two programs is something like 20 national titles between the two. Humongous. Like two-story programs. So exactly. I, I, I see what history. you're saying. You're right. T- to me, I honestly feel like Alabama has the toughest role. I, I really do. I, I think that game against Michigan State is not going to be easy. There are two teams that play very similar styles. They both run the ball and play great defense, right? Mm-hmm. That's how they win games, ugly games at times. They got to go through that and, and somehow come out with a win and healthy enough to face two teams going to put up, you know, a little bit more points than Michigan State will. Yeah. Now I, I pose the question for you. You've got Baker Mayfield, who's probably going to do another year at Oklahoma. Uh most of the guys that are in this college playoff, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm kind of counting Clemson out because as good as Clemson is, Dabo Sweeney, as good as he is as a coach, mm-hmm. it's going to take a hell of a lot of coaching to beat Oklahoma this year because I think they got a way better quarterback, better system set up. But, um, I just, just going to put it short and sweet, man. Oklahoma's going to win. <laughs> Oklahoma's well, going to win. Michigan State, of course, played in the Cotton Bowl last year. Yeah. Um, uh, so that they're a little bit familiar with what's going to happen in this, environment although there wasn't a, a playoff game no uh but but they, they they played here before they know what's going on you know the last thing i want to say too you talk about big 12 i don't know if you saw this but it was announced today that uh they're making them uh schedule some team in the top five conference or notre dame it, it that's the only people they can schedule on the schedule from now on mm-hmm. um and they're also going to change the schedule around where they don't have these Teams playing each other at the end of the end of the season, which I thought really helped Oklahoma. I think so. So I don't know why they want to change that part, but you know, if you if you're Baylor or TCU and you look back, I mean, I think Baylor Baylor was in the top four. Yep. Going into the championship week, they didn't lose and they got bumped out of the top four. So I wonder how they feel right now. Because same situation, but now it's Oklahoma. It's a little bit different name. And even then, things change, right? Even then, you're going to have kind of like the whole SEC West lineup. You know, in the Big 12, you're going to have all the power teams being in one one side of the conference. And then when it comes to a championship game, it gets routed. They just get routed. Like, that's just what it is. Like, when do you ever expect Vanderbilt to be a powerhouse SEC team? Kansas, you know, Iowa State. Even though Iowa State almost beat some quality teams, but – you know, what can you really expect? Like I said, man, they need to start mixing this schedule up. They will. Conference to I conference. They, I think the Big 12 knows they have to. I mean, they have to at this point. But You, you know, you said something a couple of weeks ago about, if you know, you talk about U of H, if they beat Florida State, could they be the next Big 12 team? No, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they, 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 they could be up in there. I'm pretty sure there's some people from the Big 12 listening because I know they got an office here. Over off of that freeway. I'm not going to tell everybody where their office is, but I think that's where that announcement came from because you look at what is on the doorstep, the windowsill. U of H, quality team, had a quality win last season against Pitt. 
you know, mm-hmm. great comeback win. Right. Resign their coach. Winning season again. Winning their conference. They are really, really good team. Now, okay. do you think that they're that's going to stop them from beating Florida State? Like you've seen Florida State. Yeah, but Florida State was in the playoff last year. That mm-hmm. the one year move from being in the playoffs, and prior to that, of course, they were national champs, as we all know, on the incredible win streak with Jameis Winston. So that, it is a good team. They mm-hmm. beat that team. They will put a lot of people on notice. They will have plenty of plenty of invites to join somebody's conference. That win that's going to come from U of H, <clears throat> even if it's not the win, depends on how great their performance is. There's going to be a lot of teams that won some conference titles that other conferences are now going to start looking at. Because you might want to start dropping some of these teams like Vanderbilt out, hmm. like getting them out of your conference. Like, what's the point? You're not getting anywhere with Vanderbilt. Well, I mean, they've been in the SEC for a long time. but do they, What do they do good? Basketball? Well, Field yeah, hockey? I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's tradition. The Commodores. It's saying the SEC. Well, that's kind of a you know quick little college football playoff wrap up. Of course, you mentioned that you you love uh, Christian McCaffrey to win the Heisman Trophy. You think it'd be good as a Broncos fan? I'm gonna go with Clemson's uh, Deshaun Watson uh, to be outstanding guy. Yeah, to be to be that QB that wins this year. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back when we jump into some Dallas Cowboys stuff. Make sure you guys do not go away. More to come right here on Omid and Fish live from the south side of the Trinity River. We'll be right back. Let's go to see where I am going. I have never been the one trying not to hold my tongue. It's my stereo.
And welcome back, everyone. We are back on the Omi D and Fish Show. My name is Rodney Fisher, joined by, of course, uh, the host extraordinaire, the star of the show, Omi D, who is live with me right now. We're going to talk, you know, a little Dallas Cowboys, a little NFL, get into that. Make sure you guys go to ntsgame.com to find old shows and archives and check us out and read our stuff and watch our videos or follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Omi D at the 777 Kid. Follow me at Rodney R. Fisher or follow the whole everything at, at NTX Game. So let's talk about Cowboys, you know. What do you mean? I'm doing the Tom Brady. <laughs> you ever notice that? Did we talk about that last week? We did. Tom Brady we walks did. on the flip. Right. Brady, you always want to reset the play clock. We did. They didn't want to admit that. I'm just saying. We did. We're going to talk a little Tom Brady too. They suffered another back to back loss, believe it or not. So that hadn't happened since like 1987. It's been a long time since something like that has happened, man. A long time, but it felt good to see. Yeah. So, so the Cowboys now four and eight. They get the win last night over the Washington Redskins, and I, and this was the hardest game for a Cowboy fan like myself to watch. The the first three quarters were like torture. I mean, literally, I was I was sending text messages out uh, on Twitter last night, and I wasn't the only Cowboy fan that felt that way. No, it was a lot of people that were. It was uptight. it was rough to see. It was, but you know what? <clears throat> I expect that game against Washington. Nothing that happened last night in that game surprised me as a football fan. That is one. I'm going to say that rivalry is is more heated than the Giants and the Eagles mm-hmm. rivalry. It was with bad that football though. Well, it's me, two it teams that aren't really top quality teams. I mean. What do you expect when you watch Jacksonville and Tennessee play? They're going to play as good as the talent on the field allows. Let's look. Last night, Des Bryant probably was the best athlete on the field last night. Right. You know, probably the highest paid guy on the field last night. Right. You have Matt Castle and Kirk Cousins as your star quarterbacks. Darren McFadden and... Jones, I believe it was for, uh, the Redskins. <laughs> you know, you, you see where I'm going right. with this wide receivers for the Redskins. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. That's, that's the big name guy. And he had a, a great performance last night. Oh, and, man. And totally entertaining. But that is the Cowboys Redskins mm. game every year. It's either going to be a lopsided blowout right. or it's going to be true. completely Very ugly true. and someone's going <clears> to <throat> go, uh, Gonna win the game. Some of my greatest cowboy memories are Redskins games. Yeah. Just cause all of the, the, the shenanigans that go on mm-hmm. in the Cowboys Redskins mm-hmm. game. There's always almost a fight in the Cowboys Redskins game. These people weren't even around in the 70s and 80s when the right. early rivalries around and they still at some point in that same stadium on that same grass in the, those same uniforms are able to generate that energy from those past games and and still mm-hmm. put together one of the probably it was ugly but it was probably one of the most entertaining games to watch <laughs> the last the, yeah. the last couple of minutes were very the last 37 seconds were like a, a whole football <laughs> game but you know you had great field goal kickers mm. you might dan say Bailey. you might say you had god some, bless dan Bailey. oh amen for the best field goal kicker in the league right there but you might say that this game the Cowboys defense made some good stands Mm -hmm. you know you think about it to keep these guys from only scoring nine points in the third and fourth to the fourth quarter almost end of the game true that's good defense they're not a slack team they're not Mm -hmm. just you know heck they win what 
three of their last five. Mm-hmm. They were rolling. They were yeah, top they were of the NFC East. They were slated to go to the playoffs. Had, oh, all, had every reason in the world to win that game or take command of the NFC East. NFC East, playoff picture, everything. And what happens? A stroke of genius. <laughs> stroke of luck. That's one way to put it. The Cowboys win the game. You know, no Tony Romo and the Cowboys win a game. Matt Castle is able to win a game. I can't believe it. You know, here's the thing. So they won the game, so I can't change the outcome. I'm, I'm excited for the outcome, but it seems like the team almost forgot how to win. How you know, you towards, that? The, towards the end of the game, I felt like they're going to lose this game. They're going to do everything they can to lose this game. You had, first of all, McFadden not going out of bounds instead of going, letting the clock run. <sighs> Mistake, okay? The the other mistake is you've got the ball, okay? You don't have to score. You can run some you can run some running plays up the middle. You can run, run some more time off the clock and then set it all up for Dan Bailey to win the game. Win the game. I mean, you didn't have to give the ball back to the Redskins for Deshaun Jackson to re, to redeem himself. Yep. You got the ball back in field goal range. Yep. You could have ran the clock down, kicked the field goal, and been done. I feel like Garrett was like, forgot how to win. You know, I think what you have the problem you have to remember there is Darren McFadden is still a B minus running back. His 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 sports IQ and that situation completely showed that that was a B minus play. You're going to gain extra yards right. and you run out of bounds. You're gonna get a first down. First down to run more time off the clock. Yeah, to run more time off the clock. So foul number one. Number two, instead of falling on the one-yard line, like you say, set it up. Right. You can just kind of run some time off the clock, yeah. pound it in, and do the Dan Bailey thing in case you need it. You decide to go into the end zone. Granted, you get yourself a touchdown, but it's kind of like in, we'll talk about later in the Patriots-Eagles game. You can't give people time mm. to win because they will try to win. I, I feel like the Redskins let them score. Yeah. So they get some time to get the ball and go back and do what they got to do. Yeah. And that was the same thing I was wondering in the Iowa Michigan State game. Should Iowa have just let Michigan State score? Instead of letting them run a 22 play drive. Yeah. And leave themselves some time. So the Cowboys and Jason Garrett admitted today in his press conference that they had to start readjusting their clock management strategy. Oh my goodness. Now, now you do. Yeah. But like he said, after Darren McFadden decided to go out of bounds, Mm. that wasn't part of the original plan. And, uh, you know, sometimes in a big rivalry game like that, you want to be the guy that is the guy, especially at this point, the Cowboys running game is Mm -hmm. you got turban, Coming on here, yeah. nobody even picked him up in fantasy sports uh, in the beginning of the season, yeah. midseason, or even <laughs> last week, who's being a feature running back in the Cowboys game. So, of course, he's trying to get that contract. It's near the end of the season. He might not be making the playoffs. I've got to make the biggest push I can to keep myself on this roster next season. I now just won the right. game, maybe. Mm. And then here comes Deshaun Jackson. And what was Deshaun thinking? You know, when he when he went backwards, I said, no, he, he really finna make a mistake. Too many. What like, is he doing? Too many ghosts of Philadelphia kick what returns. What is Deshaun? I'm thinking like, man, what are you thinking, bro? This is too many miracles trying to do too much. Mm. You know what? And it really wasn't a bad play until the – it was – Until he was, fumbled. Until he fumbled. <laughs> it was kind of stupid, but you like, okay, we understand – it's Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. He's a high impact player. Things can happen when he gets the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. 
but he fumbled. And I'll be honest with you, I really thought he was down. Honestly, I, I thought I, I that thought it, I thought the, I I thought thought the ground caused the fumble I did with too. his hand. I did too. And I thought they were going to reverse that one. I, I could see that car going the other way too. Yeah, you know, it, it's based on what I've seen so far. But what do you think about what Jerry had to say, uh, kind of after the game, taking somewhat of a shot at the coaching staff, saying, "Hey, you know, he came out and said, you know." I feel like y'all should have gave the ball, given the ball to Des Bryant more at the beginning of the game. Should have forced the ball to him. You know, he said he said he felt like they they didn't do that right. Well, you know what, I Jerry Jones is going to be Jerry Jones. He's going to be the who's owner. he talking to? Who's he talking about? The offensive coordinator of the talking Cowboys. About, I think he's talking about Garrett. I don't think he's talking about Garrett. I think, I think he's, he's talking, talking about. about Garrett. Let me ask, okay. Let me ask you this question. What's the coordinator's name? Uh, Linehan. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's talking to him. Well, let me ask you this question, though. I mean, it's in, in all honesty and seriousness, okay. correct? All right. If you are a head coach, mm-hmm. you've lost seven straight games in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Seven. Yeah. Not one, not two, not three, not every other week. Seven straight games. Uh-huh. Had he lost his game against the Redskins? I don't know for sure if Gary is going to be here much longer after that. If he lost his game against the Redskins, yes. You know what? I would, I would, I would say if Jason Gary would have lost that game against the Redskins, he would still be here. As Why? Scott for what? You, you can't win one game. He's you've lost eight. You've lost. You would have lost eight straight games. He still lost seven straight games, and no one's talking about should Jason Gary be on the high seat? Why? Because. Tony Romo, uh, has been hurt all year. That's okay, his guy. Okay, look at some of the decisions he has made. Well, that's- he, he told us all, including Jerry Jones, that, oh, if Romo goes down, Brandon Whedon's gonna be our backup. He's fine. He can go. We had to wait through the, the Brandon Whedon debacle for four games. He was responsible, had to have something to do with Matt Castle coming in, and Matt Castle hasn't been ready to run this offense yet. He's still isn't ready to run the offense. He rushed uh, Tony Romo back before he was really healed. He's got Dez out there hobbled. These are decisions that coaches get fired for. That's all I'm saying. They, they get fired for these types of things. You can do less than that and get fired in the NFL. NFL is a win business. you telling me if any of these other coaches, Chan Gailey, um, Wade Phillips, um, Barry Switzer, any of these other coaches that he had, since Jimmy Johnson, even Jimmy Johnson for that matter, had lost seven straight games. They wouldn't be on the hot seat. I think you've got the thing that Red Jay, your your boy, is that's Jerry's guy. You know, and Jerry's already said he's not looking for a new quarterback. There's no point. Tony Romo is our guy, and Jason Garrett is their guy. He's going to be there for a while. <clears throat> I don't think he's at all disappointed with Jason Garrett because. Let's look at something in the standings for the division. The Washington Redskins in the division are two and two. The Eagles are two and two. The Giants are two and three. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys are three and two. What does that, what does that mean though? You've lost seven straight games. I keep going back to that. What coach, what coach lasts? How do you, after how do you, lose seven how do you win games? a, how do you win a division? He, he's got he's got to win a division. If so, he if but, he doesn't win the division, 
If, I, I don't think he's here next year. See, I think I think I don't I think if he doesn't win a division, he's here next year. I think Jason Garrett had some injuries. He was dealt a poor running back situation. I think Jerry Jones is the kind of owner that he looks at things from a standpoint of even if the Cowboys aren't winning, I'm still making money because it's drama. And so I think he might be looking towards the future with what he's going to do with his picks coming up into the draft. But he also is smart enough to realize that, hey, I'm still in this party as long as a couple things go right. So I still need to think about what's going on. Because we've already said last week, I said the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. They just got to have a couple things go right. I think if they don't make the playoffs, Gary gets fired. I, I really do. I think this was this small statement from Jerry Jones with just a slight little tip of the of the hand to show you exactly what he's thinking, what his mindset is, because he's never really went at Jason Garrett about anything at any point at any time. And I really feel like if you're a coach in the NFL, the the professional football league, and you coach the Cowboys, if you lose seven straight games, you're on the hot seat. In in this division at five and seven is three teams at five and seven, you one game out of first place at four and eight. I don't know. And you lose this? Carolina Carolina finished with a poor record last year, and now they're undefeated this year. The Cowboys are not – I'm telling you. Well, they don't it, have Cam it, Newton, it could, of course. Get, it could get, it's going to get really bad. Look, you're a Cowboys fan. I, I, Why are I you know not being – and I'm, I'm being, look, I'm being I'm honest. I'm a Broncos fan. Why I'm am I being honest. the most optimistic Cowboys fan in Dallas that they're going to make the because, playoffs? Let me tell you why. Because nothing that I, that I have seen this year really ha- gives me any confidence that Jason Garrett can coach this team. Well, what about last he year's team? He can't coach this What's team. What's the difference between last year's team and this year's team? Okay, last year's team. Tw- Matt Castle? No, last year's team was their best chance to win with Garrett. Th- that was it. That was their chance. You take that same team, you change change a few players around or whatever, but it's the same team. Are you telling me this team can't t- have a winning record? They can't go nine and seven. They can't go eight and eight. See, that's that's the silver spoon cowboy fan that that you are. That most of these Dallas people are. That they're not satisfied winning the division with the poor record. They want to win the division with a Patriots record or Broncos record or a winning record. But you know what? When you set out the beginning of a season, you normally say. We want to win our conference. We want to win our division. We want to win our region. We want to win this. That's our first goal. Win that. Win playoff. Okay, win let, me, Super Bowl. let me ask you a question. They're from still what you in the saw, competition to complete their first goal. From what you saw, do you can you say that they can win the rest of their games? Let me look at the exact schedule. You got to look at the schedule. You who, just tell who, you just who, tell me who are the next game. The talent you saw, the the way the coaching staff has prepared this team to go out there and win a division. You're telling me that they can win the rest of their games. They got Green Bay next week in Green Bay. That's a that's an L. I think they can, but you can afford an L to Green Bay. You're gonna be four and nine. <laughs> You're gonna be four and nine when you lose to Green Bay. <laughs> but if you win the division, are you in the playoffs? Yeah, you're in the playoffs. Well, then the- there you go. What's the problem? <laughs> Was it playoffs? Playoffs? They're going six and ten to be in the playoffs. So my Carolina did last year. Man, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm, I'm, what's the 
What is the problem, Cowboys fans? Cow- Cowboy You're fans. In the playoffs. Cowboy fans, Cowboy Nation. Hit me on the Twitter, Cowboys fans. It's Let your me know. Boy. The seven 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 kid. Let me know what's wrong with getting the playoffs with a losing record. You're in the playoffs. Cowboy fans, this this is your boy, Mr. Cowboy fan himself. I'm telling y'all, mark this day. Write this down. I said it first on December eighth. Garrett is coaching for his job. If they don't make the division, they don't win the division, he will not be coaching the Dallas Cowboys next year. Cowboys fans. Write it down. Mark my word. Write it down. The Cowboys only at this point have to beat the Washington Redskins. No. And a couple of things have to happen. Hold on, wait. Listen to someone who's optimistic about the Cowboys <laughs> making the playoffs and it I is realistic I'm about it. you know i don't think jason garrett i i've met jason garrett jason garrett and i so have had so you biased cuz you cuz you met him look we've broken bread together we've had so food biased, and we we've, we've shared golf golf together so you want to keep his job cuz you play Man, golf with him i think jason garrett's doing a fine job oh, as a goodness. cowboys as a cowboys head coach bro if you get rid of Jason Garrett, who are you going to get to come coach the Cowboys? What coach has done a worse job? As a na- Cowboys head coach? No, as, as, as the head coach of an NFL team right now. Name a coach that has done a worse job than Jason Garrett has. Name him. Coach of the Buffalo Bills? Coach of the Jacksonville they, they got, Jaguars? They got a better record. Jaguars got a better record. Than the Cowboys? Yes. They're still terrible teams. They got terrible divisions. The Jaguars this have a terrible division, I just, bro. I asked a simple question. Terrible division. Why does why there, do there's one look, there's there's one head coach that did a worse job when than Jason Garrett. When, That's the coach of the Titans who got fired after losing three straight games. But when was the last time the Titans have been good, bro? What were the, what was saying, the Titans record I'm last just, year? I'm what was the Cowboys record last year? Super Cowboys. He got fan. fired after losing three straight games. What was the Cowboys record last year, Super Cowboy fan? Hey. They're twelve and four. They were twelve and four. Before that, the record before that, what were y'all? Nine and seven. And then before that, it was twenty-two years of eight and eight. Look, all I'm saying and is, and you didn't make the playoffs at eight and eight. You're about Garrett to make the playoffs. Co- Garrett is coaching for his job. Believe me when I tell you, he's not. Man. He's coaching for look, his job. I'm I will, telling I will, you. Look, I'll buy pizza for the show if hey, Jason I, Garrett. I love pizza. If Jason Garrett gets fired, and I it, love it'll pizza. Be, it'll be after the Redskins game. On the third of January, game. right, the, the last, last game, game mm-hmm. twelve p.m. And so at three thirty p.m. So you're saying that game will be for the mm-hmm. NFC East? That game will be for the NFC East, and they'll lose. And they'll it'll be against the Redskins, and they will lose. And they're going to be here, here, here. Let's go to that it's game. Gonna be let's here. go. Let's, let's go. To that let's game. go to the game. You know why? Because Jerry Jones, I'm gonna do a Stephen A. Smith. He's a close personal friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and he thinks big business, I can't bro. This guy. He thinks big business. Think about how big this is oh, right now. Me and Jason Garrett played golf together, so he's done a, a great job. He's a great job. Look, he's, he's, he's a, done great, a great guy. Job. Hey, hey, you guys are about he's to a be a great in, guy. You guys are about to be in the playoffs. <laughs> y'all are going to win y'all's first uh, round playoff game, and all the Cowboys fans will go back to jumping around like Looney Tunes cartoons. They just got playing music out of a jug <laughs> and stuff, you know. And it'll be fine. But right now. You guys are teetering on the edge of not making it, and it's time to jump off the ship and start trying to crucify Jason Garrett again because you guys aren't possibly going to get in the hey, playoffs. I'm not, I'm not hearing anybody else say this, so I'm saying it. Look, Garrett is coaching for his I, job. I listen to a matter couple Matter of fact, look for that article. Today. Look for that article on NTXGame.com where I can have a chance to expound upon my Please point. Please do. And, and just have some eloquent 
narration to go behind my point that Gary's gonna get fired. I think it's it's fine. It's a, it'll be a good read. It'll be good sci-fi for for the people <laughs> <Sci-fi>. to read. <laughs> for the, it'll be it'll be movement. It'll be okay. Shades of Grey for Cowboys fans. <laughs> well, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know, just, just mark it down. So. Let's talk about your team, the Denver Broncos. They win 17-3 over the San Diego Chargers. They're 10-2. They're moving up their power ranking. Number one. Are they the best team in the AFC? The Broncos are healthy right now in all the categories. They're healthy. They the starting quarterback isn't healthy. Peyton Manning is not the starting quarterback of the Broncos right now. Brock Osweiler is the starting quarterback. See, that's what you Cowboys fans got to realize. Y'all got to get on the Matt Castle train until Tony Romo <laughs> gets right, back. What? Y'all are like, what? Boo, Matt what? Castle what? sucks. So Matt Castle's trying to do the best. Y'all are like, y'all are like a terrible wife. Matt Castle's out there playing for his life, trying to bring home the bacon to Man. the house, and you want to be complaining and but, stuff because okay, he brought but, home salt bacon. But, yeah, but, but, but he's still getting your food. But for seven straight days, we didn't eat nothing. What good? Guess what? He didn't what? bring nothing home. He, he lost seven Guess straight what? days. But the eight so, days? So at the seventh day, you're going to look at him like, say, man. So, but you know what? But the eighth <laughs> day. brought nothing home. At the eighth day, now you want to, beggars want to be choosy about their W's. He didn't but, win that game. Who? Dan Bay, Dan Bay, somebody else came through the door <laughs> with some groceries, and he was just sitting there. So he was sitting say, there like, thank so, you for, you know. So you said the, the the angry wife now, she has to get another man to come in the door. <laughs> right. <to get> <laughs> but, right. But look, she got two husbands. Because she got to eat. But look, she got it. But on day eight, your boy Matt Castle brought Dan Bay. The cable Dan guy Bailey. came by and yeah. knocked on the door. <laughs> no, it wasn't the cable guy. Matt Castle brought him home in a truck. He was the, the steak man. And Matt Castle brought him home. He made a relationship and, and y'all had some steak. But that's the thing. Like, you got to get behind the guy that's going to be pushing so, the team. So Brock is your guy. Brock is my guy. He's a giant, tall quarterback. He makes great plays. He makes great passes. But you said, he's but you, smart. last week you said, and we discussed this, that when Peyton is ready, he's going to come back. I said, when Peyton is ready, he's going to want to come back. Now, do I feel that the coaching staff, John Elway, is going to put him back? Yes. I don't think so. Yes. No, I think John Elway, yes, you got to look about this. John Elway is a player. He's played this game before. He's won Super Bowls. He's been in this position. So has Peyton Manning. But guess who's who's boss? So I think if John Elway says, look, Osweiler's doing a great job, although we were winning, the offense is clicking in a different direction. We're getting plays downfield. We're moving the ball. The running game has become open. Nobody was respecting Peyton Manning as a passing threat this season. It just became the fact that the old dog got old and people are starting to take their time to tee off on the old dog. And if he can't handle it, he can't handle it. And so I just think that it's not the fact that, you know, I don't think Peyton Manning is still useful. Mm -hmm. But I just think Brock Osweiler right now is he's the future. It's like an Aaron Rodgers situation. Okay, well. In your sci-fi scenario. Oh, here we go. <laughs> your sci-fi scenario, Brock Osweiler is going to stay in there for the rest of the season. Well, that, that's not going to happen. When Manning says he's ready, he will get the starting job. It, it's going to happen. So just take that thought out of your head. I don't think no, so. no matter how good Brock plays, Peyton Manning is the starting quarterback of the Denver, Denver Broncos. He will be there. It could be the playoff game. He's going to play. He, no matter what Osweiler does. This is Payne's team, his year. He's going to be the quarterback for the Broncos. I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. Peyton Manning is going to take some snaps. He's going to be ready. He's not going to play. We're going to get to the AFC Championship game, 
with Brock Osweiler. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's going to be us against the hated, dreaded Patriots. I know Star Wars is coming out, but I didn't know you had a preview over there. I'm a Jedi. I'm a Jedi. I know these things. But I'm using my clairvoyant mind right now. And so if things, because I can't see this far into the third quarter, if things start going bad for Brock in the third quarter. You're going to put Peyton Manning in in the third quarter? I would if things start going bad. Come on. What's, what's the point? If you're down 20, if Brock has thrown you three interceptions. Peyton Manning, for the career that he's had, for what he's done in the NFL, is going to come off the bench in the third quarter of the AFC Championship game? What is he? No. Gonna, what is he gonna say? Nah, I'm. He's good. gonna start the AFC Championship no, he's game. No, so yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Bro, why would you? Broncos fans, winning. come on now. Osweiler is winning. You just want John. You just want your boy Peyton Manning, and I'm a big Peyton Manning. Osweiler will not play in the AFC oh, Championship boy. game you're gonna this say, year. You're gonna say, gonna this guy has the team flowing. He's got team chemistry. He's starting to connect with wide receivers. Get his timings down with some of his backs. And you guys are rolling into the playoffs. Fish, there's only four games left. Peyton's going to sit out at least the last two. Okay. The next two. Okay. So then you got two games left in, in the season. And what? And Peyton's going to play the last two games. No. Yes. Why? Yes. You'll be 12 because and he 2. Is Peyton Manning. You'll be 12 and 2. He's but Peyton you know Manning. what? You're right. He can play the last two because it won't matter if we lose him or not. We're already in the playoffs. So you want to rest Brock Osweiler, keep oh. him healthy, and so you can win hey, look, and listen. take on the AFC Championship. I think Osweiler's going to be a good quarterback Bro, in this no, system. No, no, no. But I'm telling you right now, he this is not his year. What? It, this is Manning's year. Osweiler in that game, he was only he only threw for 166 yards, one TD, one interception. That was it. He had a 76, 76.8 passer rating in that game. So, you know, I think that's like happened. a backup quarterback. I don't know. Tom Brady looked like a backup quarterback until somebody got hurt and he came in and kept winning all his games and then So now Osweiler's Tom Brady? He might be. He hmm. might be just as good as Tom Brady, but you know what? We want to put Peyton Manning back yeah. in okay, because there's one difference, Peyton Manning though. has won one Super Bowl and there's Eli one has difference. won two. There's one difference. It's going to come down to the head coach, the GM, or whoever because Belichick made a decision not to put Bledsoe back in. So and now is Elway going to make the decision not to put Peyton back in? I'm going to say it's this. It's going to be a Tom Brady decision? I want to say this clearly, and I want everyone out there in Radio Land to hear this. Yes, Peyton Manning will remain on the bench, mm. and John Elway will make the power move. Bro, look at the schedule. We got the Raiders coming up. Right. Good team. We're going we're gonna to try to beat them because okay. that's division. And then the next division game, we got Chargers. Okay. Sorry to beat them. But we got the Steelers and the Bengals. So the biggest team that we got to face off right now is the Bengals. So back to my original question. The Broncos are the best team in the AFC? Yes. Yes. I, I they are the best I, team because they I like they are, the Steelers, man. Are, I'll be honest are, with you. The Steelers are a the team. The Steelers are putting up a lot, can put up a lot of points. Here's what's scary. When the Steelers are in the wild card slot, they have, I think, almost like a 60% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how they play. They seem to do it gritty, and they seem to do it right at the end of the season. On the road. Yeah, on the road. And that's a team that if I was the Patriots, I would not be looking forward to playing in the playoffs because they already played them once earlier this season, and uh it wasn't quite the best, best win for the Patriots, and there were some things that went on. Yeah, that, it was the first uh, game. We might say we're kind of New England Patriots, as we yeah. discussed with the 
play by play in the radio? Mm-hmm. Do I need to let everybody know what I think happened with the play by play in the radio before <laughs> before we go? I'm gonna let everybody know. Okay, so um, the head coach of the Patriots, I always want to call him Coughlin, but his name is Belichick. No, not Patriots. Head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Tomlin. Tomlin. Mike Tomlin was saying that he was having problems getting New England Patriots play by play in his radio, right? In his headsets right. during the first half of the game, they had to take the headsets off. Right. So I'm like, well, that's strange. Why is the radio feed going through headphones on the sidelines? Right. <clears throat> Didn't think anything. Went to a little league game, I'm sitting here, and there's a rookie guy doing uh, commentary for yeah. the game in the stand, in right. the, the press box for a little league game. For a little league for, game. For a little league game. So, you know, me being the guy that's that I am. He starts calling out the plays. Number seven takes the snap, hands off to the left side, ends around on the left side. He comes around, and he makes a tackle. And I'm sitting here, and it hits me. He's calling the play out as it unfolds. Right. So the linebackers and the free safeties and the cornerbacks, if it's a run, even if they're running downfield, they hear the ball has been handed off to the left side. Mm -hmm. They just break off and head back. Right. So could it have been that the Patriots – have a play-by-play system going above that comes down into the players' mm-hmm. radios and that when it's a play-by-play, they can hear it and they know where to get to the ball quicker than everybody else? Could that be what it is? I think so because they're cheaters. Well, I'll put it like this. Cheaters. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they did because anything they do doesn't surprise me. I'm, cheaters. Again, I spent a whole show talking about the Patriots. I was just cheaters. in New England. Ugh. And there was – we talked about that last week, but that was interesting. I know talk radio in Boston right now has got to be going super crazy right now. Let's take a quick break. We'll come right back, wrap up, wrap up our show. Omi D and Fish will be right back. NTXGame.com. Cheater. To Omi Den Fish live on NTXGame.com. Remember to uh, go back and download our show on iTunes. Go to Spreaker. Go to Blog Talk Radio. Go to YouTube. Go to NTXGame.com. Go to Twitter at NTXGame or at the say 777 Kid or at Rodney R. Fisher. You can find us pretty much anywhere. Just search for Omi Den Fish, is all you have to do. You can find us. We'll end our show tonight talking a little bit about some NBA action. I don't know if you saw this, but the Knicks and the Mavs recently played, and it was kind of like a Dirk versus New Dirk, as I like to call him. <laughs> Porzingis and Dirk went at it. And it was it was a good matchup to see, very entertaining matchup, because Porzingis, to me, is the truth. He's going to be a great player in the NBA. I, I, we'll talk about that, but I also want to talk about Golden State, too. I mean, they – 
They keep winning. And before we get into Mavs talk, I just want to throw this jab at you because I told you they will be undefeated by Christmas when they play Cleveland. No one believed me, and yet they're 23-0 right now. Look, I, I stand as we look. It's about to happen. Um, I said there was a couple teams that might have given them a scare on that schedule, Toronto being one of those teams. And uh it was another good game against Toronto when they went up against Toronto. But once Toronto, once they knocked Toronto off, I didn't really foresee another team, maybe tonight, like I said, the Pacers with them being a decent team uh over there. But, you know, when they get to LeBron, that'll probably be their best chance of getting an L. But you're dealing with a healthier Cleveland than you had in the finals. But I still think that team – they're able to move the ball. Golden State able to move the ball like they want to do. I still think they're just unstoppable right now. There's some talk from people I know in, in the league that uh, Kyrie Irving will return for that game on Christmas Day. Um, so it's going to be a big game. And, and I think the Warriors will be undefeated. I think they're going to blast the Cavaliers, too. They're going to beat them so bad on Christmas Day. It's in, it's in, it's in Oakland, you know. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to beat them so bad that, it's going to put everybody on notice right away. You know, it's funny when you go to Sports Center, you start looking at Golden State schedule, and you just start scrolling down. It's just nothing but green W's. Right. You know, you're like, wow. <laughs> no L's. No L's. It's all green W's. And, you know, looking at the rest of the schedule, you got Boston, which Boston is a game that, that um, they can win. They can win. Um, Milwaukee is that young team that I said, you got to watch them. They're young, right. they're scrappy, they got a lot of heart, they want to prove something. To knock off a team like Golden State right now would, would be a big, big, big accomplishment for those guys. But, you know, you know what I think that they're going to, they're going to come across their first L? Hmm. It's going to be Wednesday, December 30th. Okay, after Christmas. After Christmas. They're playing the Dallas Mavericks. Ah, Dallas Mavericks. That'll be their first L. <clears throat> I think it'll be the first L, 8.30 p.m. Okay. at Dallas after playing the Kings, after playing Cleveland on Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think the Mavs. The Mavs are going to get okay. the, get their well, that'd first. Be, that'd, be, that'd be okay. Yeah. That'd and be then okay. they're going to play Houston and then Denver and Charlotte and L.A. and Portland, Sacramento. And they probably won't lose again until All-Star break. Another quick NBA note I want to get your opinion on, at least talk oh, about is. LeBron uh, just signed a lifetime deal. I saw that with Nike. Huge. Uh, you know what? This is this is just me on my quick little social commentary soapbox for a second. But I'll let you have it. You know, to sign a lifetime deal, to sign your life to a company, just seems. I know the I know the zeros must be asked. It must be a number I can't even think of right now to do that, but. There's something about signing lifetime deals with a company. Just, I, I know it's a business move, but it's like you're attaching your life, you know, your your life from when basketball to after basketball to when you're a granddad to when you're a great granddad. You're attaching your life to Nike from from now until the end of to, to the end of your days. I mean, let's think about this. That's, Nike. That, that's a big commitment, and and what does he have to do? I mean, is there, is there that much money out there? I guess. Yeah. I mean, LeBron is going to be in wheelchairs watching playoff games with a pair of old school LeBrons on, and that's going to be a commercial. And Nike going to make that $250 re-release throwback LeBron money like they're doing off of Jordan right now. I think it's a huge deal for LeBron. I think it's going to 
it's going to possibly catapult LeBron James into probably one of the top five most paid athletes in the history of sports mm-hmm. because you're dealing inking a shoe deal, clothing deal, anything else that Nike wants to do, they're going to end up paying you royalties for your likeness for the rest of your life. Extra commercials. Your kids are going to be set for the rest of your life. It's like making a Beatles album in sports. Like mm-hmm. your grandkids are going to make money because they're going to do a hologram commercial of you versus whoever the new LeBron is in 2075 mm-hmm. and try to compare you to him. You know, is LeBron better than Kobe Jr.? And, you know, they're going to have all this stuff, and Nike's going to make commercials, LeBron, LeBron versus Kobe, Kobe versus LeBron Jr. It's all kind of crazy stuff, man. It's money. It's a huge deal. I think it's great for LeBron. That's a big deal, though. I, mean, I think that- he deserves it. That's a lifetime deal. That's a long time. What's the problem? You're going to die well, anyway. Well, you know, his first deal he signed with Nike was on the eve of his draft. Day. I think that was $90 million at the time. That was unheard of for mm-hmm. an 18-year-old kid. I just feel like, you know, my only comment is that, you know, these guys make so much money. If you If you just took Kobe, LeBron, and KD, the top three shoe guys outside of Jordan, who's number one, you guys can do your own shoe. You can create your own company and make your own shoe. To sign to a lifetime, there's got to be a lot of zeros in that check, man. But you think A lot about of that, commas in that check. There's probably, that's probably a billion-dollar deal. Got to And be. if you think about it, it's, it's a billion-dollar deal. Probably in most lifetime things are going to be like a 30-year deal. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a 30-year deal. It's probably going to end up, end up in the billions. But it's a business deal that, just like watching football today, these guys aren't guaranteed to always be what they are. So let's think about this. LeBron blows a knee right now. It would be better for LeBron to have a graceful bow out and still have a great reputation and still mm-hmm. make money. And then just kind of like we said with the Kobe Bryant thing, Kobe's saving his legacy now Yeah, with the farewell tour. Right, right, right. Nike will probably ink him to another deal mm-hmm. on the farewell tour to re-release all of his sneakers. That's the whole money thing right now with Nike. They're making – Double almost what they made on Jordans when they released them to us in the nineties. Yeah. Now yeah, on the are. re-releases. Right. And these, it's not us so old jo- heads. Jordan's still selling plenty of shoes. Plenty of shoes. Number one. LeBron, this is, LeBron is this generation's Jordan. Hmm. So, uh, he is, man. He is. Him and okay, KD. De- define this generation. What age range? Age range? I'm going to say. Cause you, you're bypassing Kobe. I'm going to say Tim Duncan. Six to about 21. Six to 21? Six to 21. LeBron is Jordan. Is, is their Jordan. Him and, him and KD shoe wise are their Jordans. Okay. Cause that's, that's what they do. I mean, I got the new KDs. I got Mm -hmm. the new LeBrons. Like, that's what Jordan is still, and still Jordan. Well, you know what? Jordan is still Jordan, but Jordan is not their guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They like Jordans. Honestly, they like Jordans because we like Jordans. And Jordan was popular in the 90s. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if. KD's, I mean, KD and LeBron are that guy. This generation, like, Chuck Taylor's made a comeback, and Chuck's were popular in the 40s. Right. So, it's a thing of, of who's going to be the man of this time. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe was the man for a little while, but Kobe fell off with his rape situation in Denver, mm-hmm. and that kind of tarnish Kobe but LeBron has a great image right now he's donating money he's got a scholarship fund to send thousands of kids to school for the rest of his life right you know 
he's got great commercials on Samsung with him and his kids. He's moved back to Cleveland to be the family man to come home and stay and do dad and everything like this. Like, why would you not want your company to be represented by a guy like LeBron James? He's not a Lance Armstrong. He's not a Tiger Woods. You know, it's good branding for a company like Nike to be endorsing a guy like LeBron James. He's huge. He's going to sell shoes for the next 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hard to argue with that. Yeah. It's all about the money. Hard to argue with that logic. Joe LeBron. Hey, hit me up, uh, the 777kid. <laughs> Let me get a couple pair of them LeBrons. Well, that's our show for tonight. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening on ntsgame.com or on the TuneIn app, thanks to TuneIn Radio. want to make sure you guys check us out next Tuesday night live. We'll be in studio once again, getting ready for the holidays and Christmas parties and all that good stuff. It's going down. Some more to talk about. Some bowl games to talk about next week as well, too. I might be out of town. I might be down in Houston, like, getting our stuff together for... Yeah, uh, state playoffs next yeah, week. Yeah, you're yeah. right about that. I might need to pick up the passes and stuff while I'm down there. Yeah, and I'm right. You're right about that. Yeah, some more to come right yeah. here. Thanks for listening to Omidian Fish. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>